People can hurt others with their words. People can help others heal with their words. So your words can shape a reality. Welcome to Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Dr. Jones is the head pastor of the Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, Florida. Relationships, finances, our spiritual life, whatever it is, our problems start within, in our minds. Dr. Jones explores mental wellness through the application of God's word in our lives. It's just what the doctor ordered. Let's join him now and dig into Mind Matters because your mind matters to God. Welcome to Mind Matters, myself, Dr. Jones, and I'm glad you came out to listen. I said come out, meaning wherever you are, (laughs) out of the closet, uh, out of your room, or wherever you are, but you can listen to me anywhere that you're able to pick up this radio station. Uh, But it's so important today, a very, very important topic, one of my favorite ones, and what we're going to be sharing today, it's about our words, because your words matter, the power of your speech. Your words matter. Matter of fact, I wrote a book on the power of the tongue, 30 Days to Better Relationships. It's on Amazon. Uh, So I'm definitely a believer in what we say do matter. I spent a lot of research, a lot of study as relates to our words and what we are talking about. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit, right? Or one king, the King James, I believe, said the death and life is in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So today is about unraveling and finding out the intricacies of our human experience as relates to our interactions with people, our relationships, and even our own well-being because our words do matter. The first thing I want to share with you today as relates to your words matter and my words matter is your words can shape your reality. It can shape reality because the tongue is nothing but a muscle in our mouth, right? That's all it is. The tongue is a muscle. It's a small muscle that helps us to articulate words. And those words does not originate from our mouth. The words that we speak in a relationship, in a marriage, um, at home, at work, with a coworker, with a friend, or with an enemy or somebody that is trying to attack us verbally, the words that we speak in response or in a reaction comes from our heart. The Bible said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. People can hurt others with their words. People can help others heal with their words. So your words can shape a reality. Here's another principle in the book of James, chapter 3. It says, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes a great boast. When we say tongue, we are literally talking about our words not necessarily the muscle that is in our mouth, right? It's the words that matter. We got to consider our words as like an architect of our reality. The way you speak about yourself, your dreams, and others shapes the world you experience. 
Why do we say certain things? Why do we speak a certain way? A lot of times we have no clue. <laughs> we have no clue. But your words, sir, ma'am, <laughs> as a mother, as a father, as a wife, as a husband, as a leader, as a coworker, your words do matter. I want you to know that as we go forward. All right, because think about it. Speaking negatively, when you speak negatively, it's like planting seeds in the garden of your mind. Soon enough, you'll be dealing with a mental jungle instead of a serene landscape. So important to know as you speak negatively because you are hearing what you're saying. Because what you give out, it comes back to you. Words can be a seed. Neuroscientists would say, as they have done many studies, they show that language that we use is not only reflects our thoughts, but also influences how we perceive and experience the world. In essence, our words shape our reality. I've said that a few times. According to neuroscience, that's what they're saying. But God's word has already said that, right? As I said previously, science is catching up with scripture because scripture is true. I already talked about how our words matter. The reason, number one is our words shape our reality. Number two, the second reason is this. Our words impact relationships. Ephesians says this in chapter number four. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Wow. To me, that's a powerful verse in Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. That means we must choose not to allow unwholesome talk come out of our mouth. That means we have the ability not to speak negatively, not to curse people out when we have been cursed out ourselves, not to degrade people with our words, not to assassinate somebody else's character by what we say, not to gossip. All of those things are avenues to impact a relationship in a negative way, right? Have you ever went in a room? Have you ever been to a place and you've never been there and you may have before and you walk into a place and you feel tension? I know you have. I have too. I feel tension. It's like, but nobody's in there. Or if there's somebody's there, they're not saying anything because you can feel what has been already said, right? <laughs> in a negative way. Somebody been cursed out. You, you, you can sense drama. And a lot of times you can look at a person and see the tension in their life. Not just because they're frowning, but it's how they carry themselves. Because as we think negative, we're going to speak negative. What you think, you say. And what you say is based on how you feel. What you feel, most of the time you do something. And what you do becomes a habit over a period of time. And a habit shapes your character. And our character, listen to me, always takes us to our destiny. I am so glad you tuned in to this radio show today, Mind Matters, because we're sharing and talking about a matter that is so vital in our society and vital to God because your words matter. 
the power of your speech. It's key. Here's a principle in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. Now, this scripture is, is personal for me because my wife of 43-plus years, <laughs> I've been knowing her 46 years. Uh, I had a time with God years ago in high school. I said, God, I'm tired of these other ladies. I'm tired of these other ones in my life. I want the right one. So long story short, she became the right one for me, and I became the right one for her, you know, in the beginning, you know, before we got married and after we got married. But as we go along in, in relationship, I didn't really know how to talk. I didn't really know how to express as a man, number one, especially as a husband. I always used words in the first two or three years of our marriage that were negative, not positive, that was discouraging, not encouraging, that was degrading, debilitating. I'll, I put her down for some reason for the first two or three years because I was an angry guy, right? I was an angry man. I was an angry teenager because of how I was raised in certain aspects. I was abused verbally and physically growing up in, you know, as a child. So I guess I took it out on her now that I'm married. That's why I think we didn't have premarital counseling at that time, but I do uh, push premarital counseling for everybody. But the bottom line is this. When I used to yell at her or say things that I should not have said, she never yelled at me back. My goodness, getting emotional thinking about it. She never, she may look at me a couple of, you know, crazy a couple of times, <laughs> but she never yelled at me. And that used to get to me. Why in the world are you not yelling at me back and I'm yelling at you? Let's let's have a yell fight. <laughs> yes, let's just start yelling at each other. I mean, I don't. I probably done it several times. I'm telling you, I probably I know I said it. At, uh, talk harshly at her several times. So at one point, you know, she just said she wasn't going to do it. You know, she's bigger than that. You know, she loves me. She cares. She probably saw the anger that was in me. But I opened a Bible one day and looked at Proverbs chapter 15. It says this. When she said something to me, it was kind. It was gentle. You know, it was responsive. And she was a responsible person. Here's the principle. A gentle answer turns away wrath. But harsh words stirs up anger. Now, she's... A, She's already looking at me, and she already saw that I was, like, hot-headed. She already saw that I was furious for whatever reason, and, it, and she realized it was not her fault. So she probably saw something going on with me, and so she had the fortitude, she had the wisdom to say gentle things. And guess what it did? It eventually calmed me down. It eventually helped me to pay attention to what I was saying to her and how I was saying it to her. And eventually, it kind of left my system, left my soul onto my that particular attitude of anger. And it's been years since I've yelled at her. I mean, we've been together 43, I don't know, a lot of years. Because then I open a Bible, then I use it as well. I realized she was using the word of God in our relationship against me, not in a negative way, but in a good way. She was applying the word. I believe the word works when we work it, right? A lot of people know the word, but they're not working the word. So I became less angry, less angry, less angry. Then at some point, I said, God, take this anger from me. And he said, I would do it, 
but you got to go to my word because his word is higher than his name. The word of God is so powerful. Your words are the architects of your relationship. I want somebody to know that today. That's why you have to choose them wisely. They can either build bridges or your words can create walls. I'd rather build bridges. What about you? Right? Come on now. Most people know that the area that, you know, they live in, whether how many bridges they they are not, and bridges only connects to bodies of land or whatever it may be, and it's like it goes over a body of water. So a bridge is important. We gotta know that relationships can be impacted and you can build bridges, or do you wanna create a wall in your marriage? Do you wanna create a wall at work with your coworkers or your supervisor? I believe it's best to build bridges or even in your family, even in your bloodline. Yes, we don't all get along, but I think we all can get along. We don't all have the same opinion. We don't all share the same values, but we all can speak well of each other. We all can be gentle and kind with our words that we can create a bridge that somebody can walk over or drive over versus create a wall that people can't see through. So communication and relationship is like cooking, right? A pinch of kindness goes a long way, but too much salt can ruin the entire dish. Hallelujah. <laughs> I've done that years past. My wife tells me today, taste it before you put salt in it. And inevitably, I want to put salt in it first. But no. So I've learned to taste it before I put salt in it. If you put too much salt, I know you know what I'm talking about. It can just ruin the entire dish, right? That's why communication and relationships goes a long way. Kindness goes a long way. I want you to know that today because studies show that positive communication in relationships is linked to increased satisfaction and intimacy. It seems the secret to a happy relationship or a joyous relationship might just be in the way we express ourselves. Wow. It's so important to know how to communicate verbally and non-verbally. Watch what you say and how you say it, and I guarantee you, it'll be a blessing. Dr. Jones is the pastor of Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, reaching a hurting world with the love of Jesus. We thank you for listening to Mind Matters, and we encourage you to show support for the many community outreach ministries that Dr. Jones and Faith Community Church tend to. You can give at Faith Community's website, faithccop.org, or just text money sign and the amount you want to give to 833-435-8022. That's 833-435-8022. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's get back to the program. The third thing we want to share with you today, self-fulfilling prophecies, because our words do matter, right? Our words do matter. And and uh, there's power in your speech, how you talk to yourself. It's key. One scripture I love, the great uh, commandment, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You know that, right? Then love yourself as you love your neighbor. A lot of times we can't love people because we don't love ourselves. We can't love them how they need to be loved because we don't know who we are and we don't know how to love ourselves verbally. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That word thinks in your heart, it talks about as you are subconsciously because we have a conscious and we have a subconscious. 
we have an awareness, then we have a subconscious, which is who we really are, the seat of our living, the seat of our emotions. Understand, a lot of times we do less than what we know, but self-fulfilling prophecy means this, what you say, you can be acquitted, and by your words, you will be condemned. That's a principle in Matthew chapter 12. For by your words, you will be acquitted, and by your words, you can be condemned. A lot of times we condemn ourselves because we just don't love ourselves. Yes, I know trauma has happened. Adversity has happened. I know most people did not have a good childhood. They did not have a good upbringing. They were labeled, you know, including myself. I was told I was not worth a nickel, not worth a dime. My fourth and fifth grade teacher wanted to put me back twice in school. They said I was stupid and I was dumb, you know, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you carry on that same attitude from childhood to adulthood and you really don't know who you are. You don't like yourself, but you got to love yourself. The Bible says, love God, listen to me, and then love yourself. Then you can love others because our words aren't just descriptive. They are prescriptive. They have the power to shape our own destiny. So we got to speak positively into our own life. Even though you make a mistake, don't call yourself stupid, dumb, idiot. I used to do that. No, you just, I made a mistake. Well, I didn't get it right. Tell yourself you're going to get it right the next time. Tell yourself, oh, I can overcome this because you have a brain. You can think, right? <laughs> you know, oh, I can make this happen. No, what happened to me will not define me. I'm going to define myself by the words I talk, the words I say about myself, because what we say, we will have. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. What you say, it will come back to you. Because by our words, we are released, or we are freed, we are acquitted. And by your words, sir, ma'am, uh, husband, father, leader, mother, wife, preacher, pastor, teacher, uh, entrepreneur, whoever you are, business person, you will be condemned. It's going to put you back. It can set you back. So speak well of yourself. Talk to yourself. Amen. It's so important in a positive way. Now, if you're talking down, it's like bringing your own uh, seatbelt. You know, it's like locking yourself in. You know, you're not able to go anywhere, right? And you can literally put yourself in a state of bondage and disarray but speak well. Every day, I speak well of myself. I say I'm anointed. I am an overcomer. I am equipped. I'm better than I was yesterday. I'm a child of God. I am forgiven. I am loved. I am creative. I am able. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I am blessed. I talk to myself well, and I'm going to live well. Psychology studies suggest that to support the idea of how we talk to ourselves influences our own self-perception. And consequently, guess what? It influences our actions. Positive affirmations or declarations are just so important, and it is backed up by science, but it's backed up by Scripture also. Also, your words do matter. Healing and hurting, reason number four. We talked about number two was impacting relationships. It can do that. 
The third thing, self-fulfilling prophecy. Watch what you say to yourself because you are listening. The fourth reason is this, healing. It can bring healing in your own life. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. That's what Proverbs says. Proverbs chapter 12, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. Wow. Now that just blows my mind. I have read that hundreds of times, but to hear it and to, to know it, it's a whole different ball game. Here's another scripture in the book of Proverbs chapter 16. You no, know, there's so many people that are reckless with their words, right? They just say any and everything. Nobody wants to go down the road and drive in a vehicle and have a wreck, right? But you can wreck your life by the words that you say. It can pierce your heart. It can pierce your life. It can cause your life to be miserable. Who wants to live a miserable life? I want to live a wonderful life because God is a wonder in my soul. But the tongue of the wise bring forth healing. So in order to be wise, I guarantee you, once you read the Bible and you apply the truth that is in the book of Proverbs, because Proverbs is a book of wisdom, right? It's a book, and there's so many chapters that talks about that. Here's another principle in the book of Proverbs, chapter 16. Verse 24, I believe, gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And that is so key as we go forward. You know, I, I do honey. I, I'm a honey guy. I like honey. I put honey in certain things. And honey, if I don't drink coffee much, very rarely, but I put honey in my tea. I, I do honey. I put honey on my um, oatmeal. You know, I, I, I do honey. So I'm a honey guy, right? A honeycomb is made out of bees. You know that, right? And, and it's just full of wax and all of those things. So gracious words are sweet. It makes a difference. It's sweet to the soul. It's sweet to your mind. It's sweet to your body, and it can bring healing in your physical body. It can release the right chemicals and the right things so you can walk in healing. So speak well of yourself, speak well of others, and you'll find life becomes a healing place instead of a place of sickness. Your words can be uh, a potent, a strong medicine, or a sharp blade. Choose to be a healer both for yourself and others. We can try to cut people with our words or we can try to promote healing and medicine through our words because words can heal. Offer a kind word is like giving someone a verbal banquet. It smells better than roses and lasts longer too when you offer kind words. It's, it's no problem, be kind, right? It ain't gonna hurt to be kind. Be kind, right? I'm telling you, be kind. <laughs> you know, so as we go forward, I want everybody to know your words matter and they can bring healing in situations. The last thing is this. I think it's the fifth thing. If not, it's going to be what's going to be. Your words can leave a legacy. You know, people are known by their words. They're known by their actions. They're known by this. But our words speak of a lasting impact in how we communicate with one another. Here's a principle. I love Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs chapter 13. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak harshly or rashly will come to ruin. So you can put a guard over your mouth. You ever been around somebody? I know you probably have. They cursed or they curse a lot or they say vulgar things. You ever seen somebody just put their mouth over, the, I mean, put their hand over their mouth? 
put their hand right over their mouth. Or they try to stop. They say, oh, no, I'm not going to say it again. If we guard our lips, you know, we preserve our lives. But the problem is not with our lips. The problem is not with our tongue. The problem is with our heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. Here's another principle in the book of Proverbs, because our words can leave a legacy. You can be known by what you say. People do not want to come around certain people because they already know what they're going to say. They're going to be negative instead of positive. They're going to be pessimistic instead of optimistic. They're going to put people down. They're going to gossip. It's, you know, I know you got to hang around people at work, at home, or in the community, or if you got to go to a meeting, you know, here it comes. I know what they're getting ready to say. And it's all right in some places to be constructive and to give criticism in a positive way. But I'm talking about when somebody is habitually tearing somebody else's down, it's habitually talking negative, habitually just a pessimistic person. And you may say to them, man, it is, isn't it a nice day? They may say, well, uh, it's going to rain soon. <laughs> they can't acknowledge that it's a nice day, you know, you know, because they always want to rain on somebody's party, right? And you're trying to be encouraging. They want to be discouraging. So my point is this, leave a legacy of impact with your words. Leave a legacy of peace. Leave a, leave a legacy of joy. Leave a legacy of being positive. Leave a legacy of being joyous. Leave a legacy. This is with your words and what you have to say. Because, you know, think about this. You know, our words, you know, is like a legacy we leave behind, right? What you say echoes beyond the present moment. That's what I mean by a legacy. What you and I say will echo beyond the present moment. You know, crafting your legacy with words is like planting a logistic garden. Choose seeds that grow into beautiful narratives, not prickly thorns. <laughs> I hope people got that. Listen, I hope you heard what I just said. Because science and studies suggest ling linguistic anthropologists study how Language shapes cultures and societies over time. Your words contribute to the culture tapestry, weaving a narrative that transcends generations. In our society today, if you look at the news, if you watch something, if you hear the radio, you all know that people are entrapped by their words. Right. You know, what people say on the mic, what people say on a mic that is not hot, they say behind closed doors. They say one thing behind closed doors and they say a different things while they on the platform or while they talking on television or while they before people because people have a character issue. People have a heart issue. So their legacy is going to be tainted instead of positive. You know, we got to leave a positive legacy. That's my goal, right? When people hear me or see me or talk to me, they're going to be encouraged when they leave my presence. That's the bottom line. We may have to address some issues that we have to, you know, talk about. But for the most part, I'm going to encourage them at the end of the day. I'm never going to be an a discouraging person. And I pray that you be the same way. Always be encouraging because what you give, it will come back to you. That's a Bible principle. 
what we sow, we're going to reap. There's always seed time and there's always harvest. You show mercy, you're going to obtain mercy. That's the Bible. You can't beat the Bible's way, right? That's the truth, right? It, it ain't going to hurt anybody, you know, to be nice to others. Listen, as we close this radio show today, your words do matter. Your speech has power. The power of your speech, it definitely matters. We talked about the importance of our words, right? How healing is important in our words. Your words can impact relationships. Your words can bring self-fulfilling pro prophecy, negative or positively. You can be positive, but you can also leave a legacy. Thank you for being with me today. I'm Dr. Jones with Mind Matters. I'm so delighted that you tune in to listen to this show every week. And I look forward to seeing you next week as we continue to encourage people to know that their mind matters to God and what you go through, God cares about. See you next week. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Praise 107.9 for more insightful discussion about how God's Word can get our minds right. You can also hear Dr. Jones preach in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at Faith Community Church of God at 1268 Gano Avenue in Orange Park, Florida, 32073. Thanks again for listening. Stay mindful and keep striving for improvement because your mind matters to God.